my fellow Brappentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the Detroit style to my pizza, Mr. Shaheen Avani! Uh, so, someone was saying that they really don't like when I do it really long. Oh, so we're gonna do it that really. Was, that long. was like a medium length. That's okay. One. I've heard you go longer. It's all right. It's <laughs> pretty mediocre. Um, I thought it was impressive. <laughs> you know who's a fan of being our um, our announcer? Team Man. Yeah, big fan. Crushed it. She said tonight as I was pulling up to your house. Hey, if you guys need somebody to announce for you guys, oh yeah, let me know. Uh, I still think we should do like a weekly asphalt and rubber you know like reading for your maybe maybe there's a set of audience you have out there that doesn't have time to read or can't read because they're blind and Anne would like to read the news to them i would love that i'm all about it she's got a really good announcer's voice yeah i'm all about it put her put her people in touch with my she's, people she's way into it okay we're gonna we'll have to talk about right, it careful we ask for babe yeah. this is gonna take you up on the shit yeah. <laughs> wait do I, do I have to do anything nope okay cool <laughs> great awesome. here's a here's a mic and uh go <laughs> uh, um, speaking of detroit pizza yes, you know, that was my first one i've ever had really yeah so for those who don't know uh i live i live in this little commune let's call it a commune yeah. it's not it is but kind of a commune it like, it was very we, we, we're, we're very neighborhood about it so we have like a little we've been having these happy hours through the pandemic where we all sit in our driveways and we sit and we and we chat yeah and they have a little community and Shaheen joined us tonight. Just showed uh, up. I almost pulled into it. I was like, I'm going to pull into the. Ooh, yeah, I can't. There's people there. Fucking <laughs> Tacoma uh, almost ran over your commune. Yeah, but we go. We someone. We all order pizza, and someone goes and gets it. And my other neighbor brews beer, and everyone drinks the beer. It's for he me. Is, I want to be him when I grow up. Yeah, the guy is so laid back. He's retired. He's loving life. Fuck, dude, he just makes delicious. He, he makes some of the best beers I've had this week. He's super into it. Super. I could tell. I could tell. Super into it. He, he's like. He's like an investor in some microbrews. I feel like, like, he's he, has, I feel like he has like awards and shit at home for the beers he's made. Yeah, you go in his garage, there's none, but it's probably because he's just so beyond it. I, I believe like, you. Well, I won the blue ribbon nine years in a row. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a little, we had a little Detroit pizza. It was oh, good. Yeah. It's basically like a, I mean, I'm sure somebody listening is going to yell at me for saying this, but it's a it's basically like a nice focaccia bread yeah with cheese on top of it and then yeah. they were like oh fuck we forgot the red sauce and they threw that on top of the cheese yeah. it's kind of like delicious it's kind of like a chicago deep dish but not but not yeah like yeah. it seems less mushy than a chicago deep dish i think you're right about the focaccia bread thing that's there's a lot of bread there so good i only had two slices i, I did two and i want a third because i like you can bread. get a third you have more here yeah i got i got four more slices oh shit all right post recording <laughs> pizza dessert <laughs> second dinner wait do you have cookies no. That was just a birthday thing? No, it was just a birthday thing. I do that more often. You're do, looking really good, buddy. Do you think, how long do you think cookies last in this house? Uh, come between on. Between you and I, one sitting. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's like my weakness. Uh, the, the Chips Ahoy box comes with three sleeves and we each had a sleeve and a half. You know what I do now? This is, this is, this is, this is next level. So I, I have my moments of weakness in Safeway, obviously, because <laughs> I'm a human. And so I'll buy like the big like Safeway pack of chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. But then... And I'll eat a couple that night and then I'll sit there and I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't have these in the house. This is like, this is like three horsepower. I'm going to lose. That's T-Man with chips. So I bring them down the hill to Hannah and Alex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Every time I see them, I'm well, basically like giving them cookies. Just a little bit of sugar at one, a little time. Yeah. 
That's, right. How much do you want to pay me to bring sweets con. to Hannah every day at work? Every day. I'm going to visit every day and just bring bring just a little say, If you start giving me a little bit of money, I could probably make that happen. All I right. can just slowly cheat at this. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to her and see what she wants to pay me to like bring you extra Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make some money here in the You're middle. You're just arbitrage Everybody both thinks ways. I'm like, you know, I'm the I'm the the sweet guy in the middle. I want to see how I can exploit this. You're not so much Switzerland as you are like Nicaragua. Iran. I <laughs> 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 hey no know your audience. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is going to be good for me. This is going to this is going to it'll be lucrative for me and you know, good for you guys as soul. Finally get some sugar in you. You guys have been working out. Am I being loud? No, you're. I'm, I'm like, uh, I didn't really check the levels. And eh, we're probably fine. I know it's funny. When we started recording, I realized I was sitting way back on this couch and then Mike was like two feet in front of me. I'm like, I should sit up. <laughs> I know I can talk loudly, but I don't feel like projecting. Yeah. How have you been? What have you been up to? Talking a lot today. Tell me your motorcycle. I've just been, been talking a lot lately. It's been busy, man. We've we've been selling a bunch of bikes, specifically the Multistrada. It's been it's been the hot ticket. Spring has bloomed here in Portland. Spring has bloomed indeed. There, there are flowers. There are allergies. There are motorcycles. Yesterday, there was no less than 12 bikes parked in front of the shop. Wow. Most of, most of which were my coworkers. It was nice. It was nice to see that. It's like, it's, it's, it's there. And it felt like a June day yesterday, even though it was like 60 degrees. It was very nice. Uh, you did a thing. I think we talked about it last show. I did a thing. But how's your thing? How's your thing doing? We didn't really talk about it, I don't think, last show, did we? Uh, honestly dude no because i picked it up on saturday okay. so i put my money where my mouth is and i bought a multi-strata v4 excellent decision yeah i thought so too the thing is a beast i he okay so for those of you who are listening and maybe never paid attention <laughs> I, i've i've been i, I want a, a street fighter real bad i rode that v5 v4 street fighter and i was like i felt like wayne's world it will be mine oh yes it will and then the new Multistrada came out, and I knew I liked it, and I knew it was, it was a chance of me getting one because I've always been a Multistrada guy. But I was like, eh, I'll keep mine. I like mine a lot. I've got a lot of good memories with it, and I'll probably do some more stuff. I got three and a half years more left of that warranty. <laughs> I'm good. I just keep beating this thing up. And then uh, I was like, I'll get a Street Fighter. This will be great. I'll have you know both both bikes that I love a lot. And then the new Multistrada came out. I rode that thing. I'm like, well, fuck. That's scratch that itch real quick. Just real quick question. Yeah. You traded the the twelve sixty enduro. No, I actually have it up for consignment at the shop. Okay. Yep. You think you can get any money extra for those extra years that are on the warranty still? No, it'll probably sell a lot easier, though, because people don't have to worry about shit breaking. All right. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Get you what you say over there. I was going to say, you get what you pay for, but I don't think you do with a warranty. You can be as, uh, I beg to differ. Uh-huh. It has covered a couple of things in just the last year. Okay. So we're good to go. It's covered its cost. Um. Yeah, so anyways, uh, that scratch that street fighter itch real quick yeah it i mean you've ridden it it's uh the thing's a hoot for for the big bike that it is it it's like it it acts like a hooligan and it's not but you can make it be as gentle as you want it to be but i mean sport mode is so much fun um it's got a couple of hiccups i think that they're working on and i'm sort of talking with ducati about it as well um I think they're listening to a lot of their dealers that they're, you know, doing a lot of business with. Yeah. A couple of people from Ducati reached out to me like, what do you think? What's going on? What's that? I'm like, let me ride it. Let me put some miles on it. I'll give you my real honest to God, you know, answer. I'll give that bike a solid nine out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, which is better than I gave my Enduro when I first got it. I gave that thing like a six out of 10 because it just was missing this little something, something. I don't know if that's as fair. I would get 
At least a seven. It's maybe it's not, eight. It's not fair because yeah, it, I, I came from a Pike's Peak to that thing. Okay. So I went from like this fire breathing, you know, bike that could just smoke sport bikes to essentially a much more comfortable, softer, bigger motorcycle. And I had to get used to it. Now, towards the end of my, well, not towards the end, honestly, after two, three months of owning that bike, after I fixed it up and sort of customized it and started having adventures on there, that that scale went up to like a nine out of 10 again for it. So mm. I think the the rider makes the bike. You can get whatever motorcycle. It's like the oh, joke totally. I always make, right? The oh, pizza totally. is a personal pizza if you're hungry enough. Every bike is the right bike if you're a good rider for it. So I think as time went on on that enduro, I, I became more and more fond of it to the point where I was like semi-emotional about letting it go. Because there's a lot of emotion, you know, a lot of, adventures attached to it i met a lot of cool people through it i did a lot of neat things because of that bike so the current multistrada though is one of the first bikes since the original 1200 like 2010 when it came out that i rode and was like god dang it i gotta have this bike Mm. it just made me feel good in just about every way possible so they're kind of working on the the connectivity for the phone it's kind of a weird first world issue to have on the motorcycle but we are talking about a high-end motorcycle so i expect things to work a certain way um it's a it's kind of clunky and then above and beyond that you have to give the you have to give the bike permission through the phone if you do a hard turn on turn off with the motorcycle so if you turn off the ignition just using the emergency shut off it leaves the computer on and you don't have to do this but if you turn off the actual ignition yeah everything goes off now you have to wait 30 seconds for the thing to reboot to recognize your phone and then you have to tell your phone yes give permission for the blue for the wi-fi aspect of it so then you can get on there and do their thing so they're working on that that's pretty great to hear about but i mean dude otherwise the bike is just amazing it's just so much fun coda kitty jumped up she's like hey i want to hang out with she's, been, Shaheen. she's been she's been on the shine train today I don't she's know what's going on. not feeling great today oh what are you trying to say she has to feel bad for me to for her to i'm be just saying like she could be looking for a nurturing lap to, to snuggle up on Hello, buddy Look, I'm petting her. I'm not getting bit. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to get bit. Oh, yeah, get that ear. Get that ear. She likes that ear. Oh, friendly. Oh, yeah. Oh, All right, cut yeah. the show. We're just going to do this the rest of the night. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do some diet things for her. She's not doing so great. Um, she looks good. She's looking for she's, her winter coat's coming out. I'm just vacuuming uh, constantly. That's fun for uh, vacuuming. Yeah, I love it. It's good uh, for my allergies. Yeah, that too. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be curious to see what happens with the multi-strata before. You know, I, I've definitely heard a couple things are coming down the pipe uh, that hopefully will address some of the concerns. Mm-hmm. I've never been a big like fuel consumption snob about motorcycles, but like I do get like on a touring bike. Oh, hey, you're in the low 30s. Right. Right. That's an issue. Yeah. And I mean, the, the standard in that segment is going to be the high 30s. Yeah. Right. The expectation is that if you're going to go on a touring motorcycle, then you expect to get... You know, maybe 200 miles to the tank would be a nice place to be. Yeah. I've done a lot of super long distance rides. And frankly, I don't want to be on that seat for more than 150 miles at a time. It sucks. You want to get off to buy a gas it up, do the thing. But I also don't want to have range anxiety. To be, to be fair. To be fair. You know, you, how you, do it? you look at. Yeah, that's. <laughs> show off. For those of you who can't see, which is all of you, the cat's just sitting in front of me with one leg up and just going to town. Going to town. It's all, it's all clean. It's going to be all clean. Uh, she learned that from me. Um <laughs> You know, you think about think about another 1100 cc class V4 engine, and the first thing that comes to mind would be like the Tuono V4. Yeah, another motor that is a gas guzzler, right? And I don't know what that is per se that makes it that way. I mean, two additional pistons. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, but it's the same volume, but I mean, like there's, there's something there, more injection. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I was hoping that Ducati would alleviate that by, you know, this motor, I I get the bottom ends about the same as the Panigales, but it's also a redlining at 10,000 RPM, not 14. I still think they should do some sort of cylinder disablement. So like you're on the highway, you're cruising, you're in in touring mode. Totally. Rear bank turns off. You're a 500 CC. You don't need horsepower to cruise. No. And it just, and then it just sips. It's just doing like a hundred miles a gallon. I think that'd be genius. I mean, they already have that on that bike on, as soon as you coast to a red light the yep. rear cylinders deactivate it actually has a, i like the way it sounds when it does that and it goes back to four cylinders it's a neat little wake-up call um but man what a it's it's such a well put together bike they've done a good job of just making it uh you you're kind of getting your money's worth with the way the bike is packaged together um i got the full exhaust for it i'm waiting for that to come in Jesus, how much in a couple of weeks it retails 3200 bucks that's it yeah. Oh, I thought it'd be more. No, it's really not. I mean, you know, right. I'm used I mean, to that's, like. That's still a lot of it's money. It's a lot of money. That's but still in lot. my little world, I'm used to Panigale exhaust costing 5,500 bucks yeah. plus nine hours of install. This is 3,200 bucks plus three and a half hours of install. Okay. So it's like four grand. And then, and you know, we're talking about an exhaust system that comes fully loaded. So it comes with the up map, the, you know, air filter and all that stuff. So then you can get even worse gas mileage. Hell yeah. <laughs> give it to me, baby. <laughs> well, again, I think their, to- their focus was to give the bike this crazy power range where you would always be in it they wanted it to be more uh i can't believe i'm saying this but i think they wanted it to be more like a bmw gs an rgs model because if you've ever ridden one of those it's always sort of in its power range It never it's not like a low lugging motor it, it you know if you're cruising at 80 miles an hour it's sitting about halfway in its in its rpm range that's yeah, got a pretty pretty wide torque it does torque but it's curve. also a two-cylinder so it doesn't especially now with the uh what do they call that stupid variable valve shift cam shift cam. the shit cam <laughs> the shit can bmw yeah um you know you always got to wonder who comes up with these names for technological the, the Germans yeah, came up the with Germans the names. should have someone in marketing who tells them to do things differently. No, this is you don't you don't this one. One of the things that I love about these motorcycle brands, I think it's all of them, is they come up with an idea and they want to make it proprietary in their own. So they just run with it full and hardcore. And the idea of changing it, they're like, nah, we made it like this, you live with it now. This is what's up. Yeah, they got to sell you on something. Yeah, they got to. And again, the bike is, you know, there's no such thing. I don't think there's any such thing as the perfect vehicle. You always get something and then you kind of do it up the way that works and fits your lifestyle and whatever you need. You change the exhaust, you change the sprockets, you change the seat height, blah, 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 right? So in this case, they wanted to make a bike that had a fuck ton of power that's constantly accessible. At no point on that bike, if you're cruising, do you have to click it down. When I was riding back from Hood River, our friend was on his BMW and he and I switched because I want to see what his bike was and he wants to see what my bike was. And he literally twisted throttle on my bike and he was a dot in front of me. I'm like, motherfucker, I got to kick that, this thing. That's out. what I like about this bike. Right? <laughs> and it's amazing because like on the R1250 GS, I had to kick it down three gears just to like have an, like a chance of smelling his fucking fumes. Uh, so there is that, right? That's always there. But it's just like anything in life. If you want a lot of something, you got to give up something. So in this case, if you want power all the time, you got to give up a little bit of fuel consumption. I have a feeling that at some point soon, they're going to say, hey, if you don't want this, you can kick it up a gear in the front sprocket and then flash it and be fine so it doesn't freak out. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, There's a big difference. If you can gain five, 600 RPM, that, that's a big difference there. Yeah. Sure. If the bike can sit at 4,500 RPM instead of like 5,000 RPM at 80 miles an hour, well, that, that might bring my consumption to 38 miles per gallon. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. 
Because it's got a, what, 5.8 gallon tank? Yeah, it's just under six. That's pretty big. Yeah. There's no reason, I don't think, and again, this is my critical uh, mind, but I don't think that that bike should have any reason to get less than 200 miles to the tank. No, in that category, you really do want to be able to get, I mean, I could probably let slide 190 miles, maybe 180, but you should be close to that 200 mark because who the hell is sitting on a motorcycle for 200 miles nonstop? I've done it. It's terrible. I would not recommend it. I've done 268 miles before I stopped and I hated it. Uh, Again, I've done long rides. I've done 4,000 mile rides, but the point of riding a motorcycle on these tours is not to just like blow past every mile. You want to enjoy yourself, stop, do this, do that. And so part of that is to stop every 100, 150 miles to gas the bike up. But again, if I have in my mind the idea that the bike can do 190, 200 miles and I don't have range anxiety, I'm just going to go do the thing and knowing about 150, 160 miles, I want to get off the bike anything anyway, right? And just gas it back up. Yeah, I think the thing is that they want to be able to have a bike that can do that so right. they can get some of those riders that do do that. Right. Do do. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard it as it came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear your your report on, on living with it. I, I think um, I think Ducati got a lot right with that bike. There's a few, especially on the electronic side. That's why I, I really have my gripes like that. That Sidejack navigation like looks cool. It doesn't seem to work very good in practice. And really, all at the end of the day, is I want to be able to use my phone. I think I think that's what it is, right? It's uh, to me, it feels like. I mean, we've talked about this before. You don't need to recreate the wheel. There, there's already people using. All you have to do is buy the licensing. I don't care what manufacturer you are. You just pay for the licensing and allow the users, especially in North America, I guess, since we're all used to having Apple phones or Android phones. So we're using Google Maps or Waze or you know Apple's Maps, which are garbage anyways. But those are available to you when you pay for these thousand dollar phones. And so if I'm already paying for this thing and I just want mirroring ability, just do that. Is there, there's no reason that Honda did that and nobody else is doing it. It's, it's available. It's widely available. Yeah. But I think in this case, if you look at it, this is a whole Bosch electronics suite. And right. I, I really, truly, if you look at Sidejack and you read it, one of the things they ask you to do is allow the Bosch connection. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, you guys are, you guys are in cahoots together. Yeah. So I get it. Now, since I've gotten it to, you know, work properly and it took me like two different tries to do it, it works fine. It's, it's fine. I, I put a different, couple of different uh, addresses on there and it did a good job. It was, it wasn't silly. It's got all kinds of options. Like you could do avoid highways or avoid dirt roads or not avoid dirt roads. So it can give you different sort of paths. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly it's not a new program. It's been around in Europe for a while, but uh, it's just new to us. It, it took me. Last night, it took me a good 20 minutes to get used to the optics of it because my mind is used to, my eyes are used to seeing Google all the time. That's yeah. all I see. Even on my Apple CarPlay, I still use Google Maps on my, in my truck. I think um, when I think about the motorcycle industry brands, no one is, like if I'm giving out grades, mm-hmm. no one's getting a B or an A no one is. oh for like that kind of connectivity just like how they're integrating phones and connectivity right. and not even honda not even them using n- apple carplay i mean apple carplay apple carplay is is okay it's an imperfect system but it's pretty good and then i i don't have an android phone, android phone so i don't play off android right. very much but it's more the concept similar right um you know like like okay so like the africa twin that i have in my garage right now that has apple carplay and i think android as well now if i i think i have to get like a software flash for it maybe maybe not i don't know doesn't matter but i still have to plug my phone in hardwired to yep. use it and i haven't yet because my truck is like that too 
Yeah, a lot of them are. Like, I'm looking at getting a. I still can't believe I haven't done this yet. It's on my to do list. Uh, getting oh, for a, new, the a new head unit. <laughs> and I will only buy one that has wireless CarPlay. And it's funny how, I mean, that's starting could, to come out, but it's not a popular it's thing. It's not yet. a lot. It's like a few Pioneers, and I think there yep. might be an Alpine now. Um, but like the reason being like i don't want to have to like fucking always plug my phone in like mm-hmm. i get like i probably will because i want to charge my phone right but on the motorcycle like i really don't because i was like and the africa twin's a great example i was like okay so the usb port's over on the right hand side but i'm still gonna have to mount my phone somewhere because there isn't like a box or anything on the africa africa twin that i can put it in right. there certainly isn't a box with a usb port and i'm looking around like okay where can i mount like this ram mount that i have and there's nothing really on like the dash area that I could do it with, uh, especially because I have like this like one that replaces the a bolt. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at like the handlebar mounting bracket, and I'm like, I don't want to run a cable here, yeah, like on, like on something that's gonna. And, oh yeah. And I'm just like, man, what a pain in the dick that's gonna be. And so like, I still haven't really like, it, it still really isn't a very good integration for me from from a hardware perspective, even though like the software is kind of what i'm looking for and that's where i still kind of come back like no one's really knocking this concept out of the pocket like what i really want to do is keep my phone either in a dedicated area that can charge it for me ideally without a cable so some (laughs) sort of q charger right which or, is uh, or just in my a new pocket. thing in cars. Yeah, or in my pocket, in my jacket, because that's where I'm going to keep my phone nine times out of ten anyways. Right. And then wirelessly connect to my dash unit, which is going to be a large TFT that has some sort of mirroring or CarPlay or Android Play. I don't know what they call it. Android Play, what they call it. Android Auto, I think. Android Auto, that yeah. sounds right. And do that. And no one's really like got that done. And a couple brands are close, like you said. Like, Ducati's like, close. Like it's, it's a wireless connection. Yeah, and they've got the pocket, but but it's sidejack and it's bullshit, and I got to do all these things. So it's funny. My argument is like you have the pocket, and there is a USB port there, so you could probably alleviate the problem with the phone having to be on if it was wired to the bike when there's already a pocket and the uh, USB port for it there. So like you guys are almost there. That's what I'm saying. Like there's just shit like that. You're just like I don't know what's going on here. I still come back to like. Very few brands getting a C. A lot yeah. of brands. Yeah. A lot of brands getting Ds Maybe a and C Fs. Plus at best. I would give I would give the multi-start of you for a C plus. Yep. Maybe. Just maybe maybe a solid C. It you you got it to work better than I did when I was at the press launch. And that's the problem. It's clunky. And I and I told that okay, you know what it is? It's like when an engineer builds something and then the engineer tests it to the engineer's abilities. Yeah. They need to have the lowest common denominator tested. And that's where Apple has been you know, brilliant at what they built because they are like, no, no, we want to make this as easy to fucking yeah. use as possible because, you know, Grandpa Joe is going to be playing with this thing and he he doesn't need time to figure it out. He just needs to hit the button and the thing does the job. Yeah. Tell you what, my mom's the perfect person for this job because mm-hmm. my mom is horrible oh, man, at electronics. Take Mama B over there and be like, Mama B, can you make this Mama work? Mama B no, doesn't have a cell phone. Right. Mama B, we, we got her an iPad Ooh. just to like that's and that was the thing. If Mama B can figure it out, you pass the test. Yeah. And, I mean, again, she lowest is common lowest, denominator. She is absolutely the lowest common 100%. denominator. And I, anything below that is just like, you should not have electronics. Take, so, take the box that that device came in, <laughs> return it to the store, tell them you are you are not capable of operating right. such a machine. I mean, it's, you know, I go back to what I said earlier. These these manufacturers build something and then they're so hard at it about it. They're like, no, this is what it is. You got to deal with it. And so in this case, 
Ducati went, uh, you know, into Kurtz with uh, Bosch, who was in Kurtz with Sajek. Well, and we as yeah. Americans now have to be like, okay, I guess there's another map yet, yet another. My phone now has, I think, seven different map programs on it. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and you have to understand too, like Bosch is the 800 pound gorilla. Like Bosch, like that's the other thing. Like the the adaptive cruise controls. Another right. thing that Bosch created in the hopes of selling it to motorcycle manufacturers. And I would 100% believe if they said like, hey. You want to have a good deal on our, our cornering ABS? You want to get that at a certain price? You you're going to start. Package. You're going to, yeah, you got to package that shit up. You're going to get our adaptive cruise control. You're going to use our navigation system. Right. We've got a solution for all your things, and we want to make you make you Bosch across the line. You just got to sign this contract yeah. here and uh, sell your soul to the Bosch devil. Because that's, that's the thing at the end of the day. Like, there's there's really like two or three brands that are working with motorcycle manufacturers on this kind of stuff. Yeah. Unless you're doing it in house, which some of them are to varying <laughs> degrees of success. Right. And those are most of the brands that I would say are falling more on the F side of the uh, grading scale. So on in, in one hand, you know, these brands like BMW, Ducati, and KTM have gone ahead and said, you know what? Okay, we don't need well, to recreate KTM's the wheel. like the worst one out there. We're going to let, well, I mean, aren't they all doing Bosch now? The new 1290s, the new BMW RGSs. I think they're all Bosch systems. Well, they're all using Bosch IMUs. Well, I shouldn't say they all are. Uh, I think all the GPS units that they're using are Bosch. So it makes me wonder if they're the rest of them are. I don't, you know, we don't see a lot of labels. So anyways, the point I'm making is that these brands have gone ahead and said, okay, we're not going to create it. We're going to let some other company do it. But the other company, to your credit, said, cool, if you want to do this, I have these other things. If you just get it all together, it'll be easier, simpler. We'll take care of all your issues for you. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, is yet another company saying, here, here's my proprietary product. Yeah. Use it. So that you can do the thing you want, so that we can own this market. Yeah, at least that's how it seems from a you know a, a consumer's perspective. Because why is it that I can get into my you know run of the mill truck and have instant connectivity? Now, granted, I realize it has to be wired in, so I found a company that makes a dongle that I just plugged into my truck, and this thing just wirelessly connects now. Right, but I don't have to press a button. I just get in the truck, and it's like ta da, it's yeah. up. That's how it should work. Yep. Whereas, and I don't know why. I don't, I, I'm not at the pay level of the engineers that built the system that my bike has on there. But for whatever reason, there is a Bluetooth connection that my phone has to make to the thing so that I can use the phone functionality. And then there's a Wi Fi connection that it has to make to the dash as well for me to use Ducati Connect. So That's now insane, I have to yeah. have Ducati Connect and Sijek, which are two separate programs which works together because Ducati Connect allows me to mirror Sijek onto the dash. You want you want the full Ducati experience. It's four apps, my friend. I mean it's four it's, fucking apps. It's it's two <laughs> for me now. It's at least it's down to yeah. two. Now it's again, yeah. it takes probably about two whole minutes to to set the whole thing up. And I figured out how to do it. So now I ma- I showed both my salespeople how to do it properly and they can walk the sale the customers into doing it. And the idea is it's your one motorcycle, it's your one phone. You don't have to keep connecting different phones to the whole thing. Uh, so what I haven't done yet is connect my headset to the motorcycle yet because you can use oh, the Jesus. joystick on the bike to go through your music. But in order to listen to that through your phone, through the joystick, Don't, don't the get dash, me started. Don't get me started on like ugh. Senna and Cardo and how they connect and CarPlay. Like So many handshakes have to happen for me to listen to music to my through my headset now. It's 2021 and where our technology is like 1998-ish. Like I mean, how we're using it. It, it drives me bonkers. Um, I'm so hard-headed. It's like, you know, I paid for this fucking thing. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> the, it was funny. Like... Um, I rode the bike to the airport and I grabbed the helmet that had a, a Senna 
right. uh, pack on it. And I'm trying to connect it to my phone so I can listen to music and all that thing. And like, it's not recognizing my phone or the bike and it's not working. And I'm like kind of running late. And I'm just like, fuck, like, why is this so hard? Why is this like, I'm hitting the buttons. Why is this? And it's like, you don't really have like a good control. Cause like, there's like three buttons. You're like, why is this so hard? It's just stupid. Um, it's, you know why? Because I, I think, I think there is not a common channel that they all use. Cause like, if you want to connect a Senna to a, a Cardo, you have to, Oh Jesus! Tap your head you just, and rub you, your yeah, belly you and hop on one like, foot. And, that's the gauntlet that right? you just described. So, well, my point is, if you want to do that, it's the same idea as trying to connect now, say your Senna or your Cardo, to your motorcycle, which is now connected to your phone. So there's a three-way handshake happening just for you to be able to use your fucking ear sets. Yeah. Or you skip that whole thing and just go phone to Senna. End of story. Every I'll put it this way: every person in the motorcycle industry that's dealing with these kind of higher technology things right should go drive a tesla i got to drive a tesla this last weekend and like i i'm a firm believer like the 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 thing that makes tesla a popular vehicle isn't necessarily the fact that it's electric is an electric vehicle it's that it's the car that a tech company would build mm-hmm. you know you have that huge beautiful dash in the center it's got uh, the one i was in a tesla three so it's got you know, one side of it is showing you kind of like a live rendering of what the radar is seeing. Mm-hmm. The other side's got your map that that's pulled up. The bottom's got your your audio. There's a bunch of menus to pretty much do anything in the car is like two two clicks away on the on the dash. Yeah, they've sort of simplified the automotive yeah. experience. You you just have like a card that you keep in your wallet when you walk up to the car. It unlocks. It knows who you are. Like, oh, this is Jensen. This he likes to see here. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. It automatically connects to my phone. I don't have, I just walk up to the car and unlocks itself. By the time I'm sitting in the chair, all my mirrors and my steering wheel are exactly where I want it. I type in like, Hey car, I want to go to this place. Boom. I go, dude, I'm excited that my phone, that my, my motorcycle has a keyless ignition system, right? (laughs) That's where I'm at right now. Um, so it's just like, it's just like, that's what the expectation is, is a vehicle like that. And then look at your product. If it's not, if there's a gap between like that Tesla experience and your, and your motorcycle experience, you're not doing your job right. And that's why you're probably failing at this job. I mean, not at your job, but like, well, yeah, at your job. I'm giving you, I'm giving, I'm going to start giving out grades and a lot of you're failing. You're going to, you're going to have to get held back a year. I think, I think you said it perfectly. I think the engineer builds this beautiful thing. And then somebody like, let's say mama B goes in and goes, I can't use it. Well then redraw the fucking system. Yeah. Right. And I, I think I truly believe that the companies that do best in the tech world are the ones that build a complex, cool thing. And then they, they program it so that the lowest common denominator can function it. Right, they can use everything that you need to use in it. Is Coda Kitty being really cute over there? Pass the fuck out, yeah, man. She's chill. She's literally passed out. It's <laughs> uh, adorable. Um, yeah, man, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of living the same issue on the Goldwing or Goldwing. <laughs> it is. It's the Goldwing off-road. <laughs> the off-road edition. The off-road wing. Oh man, that's what they should have called it. Just the Goldwing uh, adventure. ADV Goldwing. ADV Goldwing. That's a whole other thing. I mean, it's got 48 <laughs> buttons on the left-hand side alone of the handlebar. Okay, so clearly whoever the engineer was for the controls on the Goldwing got put on the Africa Twin project because Definitely. there's way too many buttons. So many buttons. But I am I am really enjoying that bike, Shaheen. 
Uh, I, I was ripping around. I was I, last Wednesday when I came and saw you. That was Wheelie Wednesday. I, I ripped so many wheelies around town. It's just with that thing. That it's a torque machine. I, I, that's what I've been doing on my stupid Multistrada. The front wheel is just constantly aloft. Yeah, I thought the twenty-one inch would 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 f up my chi a little bit, but uh, I've been digging it. Well, I, you I, got street tires on there. I'm waiting to see yeah, what those yeah. knobbies. Oh, the knobbies are a whole other whole other animal. Come <laughs> when on. are we doing that? When are we putting those on? I don't know. Whenever. Let's do it. Whenever. I All need right. to put some tractor tires on Multistrada. I got to fuck my bike up royally. All right. Whenever you want to do it, let's it's do just it. such a perfect machine. Stop I'm gonna, gonna, gonna do it and do it. I'm waiting to get some uh, some engine guards for it so I can take it out and play with it and not break anything. Yeah, not break anything too much. Africa Twins ready to go. She's ready to get rowdy. Yeah, man. That Took her to the is, airport. It was great. It looked good sitting in that motorcycle free parking. Area, yeah, it did. Or free motorcycle parking area. Put all my gear in the panniers in the box. It was great. Those things it. are shockingly roomy. They got they, they worked. I was so trying to figure put, out where I all put my gear boots was in the there, shop. my jacket, my pants, my helmet, my gloves, underwear, everything. Thing. Yeah. Um I, I still need to figure out that that navigation thing because it is kind of yeah. But wait on the Africa twin? Yeah, just just because I, I have to mount my phone somewhere and I don't know where I'm gonna mount it. And from your pocket. Oh, because that's to be wired. Because it's be wired. This is the problem. Or I get, get one of those dongles. Get the just, dongle. Just put the dongle in the thing. <laughs> just have this dongle. I don't really want to buy wind. like a hundred dollar dongle. I'm never going to use this stupid dongle. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money for something that should just be. Just get a longer working. wire that goes from your pocket to the to the dash. <laughs> that seriously, that might be the option. <laughs> you know, just like a six foot wire tank bag. Yeah, but see, the thing that that fucks up my chi. Is it has to go across like the steering column and the handlebars? Like I just, oh, I see. And like it's such a wide bar that has like such a radius. I just see myself unplugging it accidentally. Yeah, you'll be fine. I don't. You're know. overthinking it. Maybe. Uh, it is fun. The DCT is growing on me. It sounds shockingly good for a stock exhaust. Yeah. It's got a good rumble to it. Yeah, yeah, she's lively. I've, I'm I'm liking that parallel twin. The more I see it, I I think. They should definitely make a 17 inch version. Really? They should make us. I mean, don't or maybe call a 19 inch. Don't call it. No, don't call it an Africa twin. Call it something else. 17. Yeah, call the Rebel 1100, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but like a like a longer travel naked street bike with 17s with maybe that like motor. An NC 1100. Huh? NC 1100 R. I don't know. I threw a X. letter. I just threw a letter out there. Yeah, not just, not an X because that's too off road. Well, Honda likes to use the word the letter R. The word the letter R. Yeah, throw an R or an S or an F. Maybe an F. Ooh, NC eleven hundred F as in. Put a J. Just give me th- give me a shout out. Just put a J at the J- end of it. <laughs> Jensen edition. The JB edition. Yeah, JB. Or or, or maybe a, a a BT for Brap Talk. Ooh. Or our friend BT, who's who's doing his own podcast, uh, Tales from a Gemini. Check it out. Ah, uh, nice. Um. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's, I like that bike. It's fun. I. I was thinking about this the other day when I was riding. Would you buy one? I totally would. Ooh. Uh, and this, this is right where I was going with it because, like, uh, as you know, Multistrada V4 is my new if you can only have one bike yep. bike. But that's kind of a money no object kind of thing. I mean, that is still a 24 plus thousand, 24 right? one for the base, well, not the base, but the base version we get here. So I don't know if I'm shelling out the full 14.2, 14.3, whatever it is for the, the Africa Twin 1100 Sport ES DCT. <sighs> Is that the know. one that's downstairs? That's what's downstairs. And that's how much? I thought it was 18 grand. 
Oh, I fuck this up every time. Yeah, we looked it up earlier. Say like seventeen change. Ah, Jimmy Christmas. That's right. Seventeen. I think the base model, the murdered out one, that doesn't come with the gold wings. That's like fourteen. That's right. Why do I do this every time? This is. I think you want it to be fourteen. I really do. (laughs) That, which I don't blame you. Who wouldn't? Yeah, you're right. Sport ES is like seventeen two. Okay. Still Um, pretty, pretty goddamn good value for as many buttons as you get. I would go. Let's go Africa Twin. Oh, I see. I actually really like the electronic suspension. No, no, you get the one that's down there. That is the that's the full package, and plus you have a larger fuel yeah. tank. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably getting the one that's down there. I don't know if I put all the craziness on it, but yeah. Okay. What is the point of an adventure bike if you don't farkle it yeah, up? That's bro? fair. That's fair. Does this is what I really want at the end of the day is a bike like that with 17s. That's really what I just want at the end of the day. But anyways, it's called a it's called a XR 1000. That's 1000 <laughs> XR. Sorry. Oh, I would not buy one of those. Um, that, but it's an adventure bike with 17 inch wheels. You're right. But it vibrates and it's, it's <laughs> it hurts. It literally hurts the ride. There's so many things wrong with that bike that I, I really want to like that bike. I really, I really do. I like the way they look. I like the concept of it. It's just a very poorly executed motorcycle, just like the S1000R was. Do you like the boxer motors? I do. They, um, they make a sport touring boxer motor. And I rode one all up and down Germany and Austria and Italy. It's just really heavy. It's the R1200. Well, that was back when it was still the 1200 engine. So it was the R1200 yeah. uh, RS. I saw the new one. Somebody pulled up to the shop yesterday, a new one. It, I said the words, man, that's a handsome bike. And then I saw the boxer motor. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I just said that about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it looks good. It, it It's pretty good. Uh, it's just really heavy. Yeah. It's 500 plus pounds. I mean, uh, so is the Africa Twin downstairs. Yeah, but it's an Africa Twin. I can I can do other things with it. Like I just don't want to buy at the end at the end of the day, Shane, I don't want to buy a five hundred plus pound sport bike. I mean, but you just said I just wish that bike downstairs had seventeen inch wheels. If it did, it'd still be a five hundred plus pound bike with seventeen inch wheels. Yeah, but it'd be like five hundred on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> now look it up. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I want to say it's like five hundred and fifty pounds for that BMW. God, I'm, not bad. I'm gonna throw out numbers that I have no idea what like they're really like where are. You're going. I'm just, just it's good little I'm rough flying figure. blind. I'm working without a net here. Um if, if, there's any, on the edge. if there's anything we know about me, it's like when that happens, I'm definitely off the mark. <laughs> um but the the whole purpose of this was to say in the rankings, the Africa twin, uh-huh, it's in the top five. Ooh. It's in the top five, Shaheen. Wait, what else is up there in the top five? There isn't that many uh, bikes in that, in that I think, segment. I think we go Voltistrada V4. Uh-huh. Uh, KTM 1290 Adventure S, because that was that was the king before. Yeah, damn right. And then I think it drops down to KTM Super Duke GT. Especially if there's really? a, especially if there's a, a new one that comes out in the next oh, week or two. I can't believe I didn't actually mention that. That is the bike I would buy over the S1000XR, like a thousand times over. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. I would, I would jump over the XR to get to that bike. Come on. Come on. Come at me, bro. Oh, man. My mistake. I'm sorry, KTM. Uh, unladen weight, road ready, fuel, fully fueled, 536 pounds. That's not bad. That's the that's the BMW. That's not bad at all. I said for 550. I'm pretty, pretty close. It's too much. What? It's too much. You're getting too used to that crap. And I don't man. like the way the front end feels. Uh, well, th- I, no, that one doesn't have that weird telelever, does I it? I know. I know. I'm just saying I just I don't like the way f- the front end feels. The geometry and the weight is right. I say about a lot of boxer engine BMWs. The front end, I just, I got to get, I don't 135 know. 135 horsepower doesn't really wake me up. 105 foot-pounds of torque, though. I like that. And it's a flat torque. It's pretty curve. flat. It's always it's there. It's pretty flat. It's always there. But there's some weird things with that boxer and the way the clutch works and like when you're revving things. Like it's just, 
a sport application for that boxer motor is not great. It's meant to be more of a like it's laid back touring. cruiser. Yeah, and and and, and in that case, Enjoy the RS the scenery. Is, Slow down a little. And in, in which case, I think it's fine for the RS. It's just not fine for Jensen. No, Jensen needs, and that's why it's not on the list. A KTM twelve ninety GT that looks more like an S one thousand XR that rides more like an Africa Twin and has like the electronic packages of the Ducati after they fix it. Maybe that's a lot of different bikes in one. I'm not I'm not picky. <laughs> you're not at all. I feel like you're uh, critical, if anything. Yeah, but no, I think I think that Africa Twin, like we're going on the list. Uh-huh. I think it's like fourth or fifth. I was trying to think if there's a bike that comes before it, and I'm I'm not. I haven't not- gone through like the list really to like knock that off, but like it's in there. Yeah, it's in there. It's in that top five, and it's way cheaper. It's probably the best value for the money out of all segment. those. Yeah, out of all those bikes, it's probably yeah. It's probably one of the cheaper ones. Like, if tomorrow you were like, here's the keys of the Africa Twin, ride it to Rhode Island, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, no. I'd happily go. Yeah. All about it. So, that that says something. Like, genuinely going to be upset when that bike leaves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, I did, I was wondering what your reaction was going to be to this big, tall, heavy adventure. Mm-hmm. Especially with the DCT. Motorcycle. Especially with the DCT. Yeah. I thought you were going to hate that shit. It's growing up. Well, Here's my thought on the DCT. This is now that I've had it for a little bit longer and I've gotten to ride the Rebel for a little bit. The drive mode is nonsense. Like, cause it's just like, hey, you're going 30 miles an hour. I'm going to put you in sixth gear. It's like set up for, for, uh, for economy, basically. Don't know what they're doing with that. The sport modes don't really get me going until like the third highest. Mm. There's only three. So it's the maximum, maximum sportiness. Oh, there are, there are three sport modes? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, and that, and that's just, that's all shift points and clutch engagement right. stuff. That's that's aside from the throttle maps and, and the other stuff. There needs to be like more of a gradient there. I need to have like like drive should be at the absolute one end and sport three should be like two thirds of the way up. Wait, the, what's between drive mode and the three sport modes? Nothing. There's there's drive and sport, and within sport there's three levels. Huh. Surprised I don't have like drive, touring, adventure. So, so they have that. There's that's what I'm saying. These are just this is just the shift points. Oh, this is just the DCT box. Oh. This isn't the throttle mapping. This isn't the power delivery. Gotcha. It's just what the gearbox is. Got doing. it. Got it. Got it. Well, so that's why it's super confusing. It in, can you at any point point put it in a manual shift mode? Yes. Where you can click the gears. Yes, but manual like there. That's where we come back to. There's too many goddamn buttons on the left-hand side. There are a lot of buttons. So I, I can oh, not... it doesn't have a foot lever. You can get an optional one, oh. which would be cool. Um, I would actually really like that. Uh, I actually asked, asked about... Asked. Yeah, asked somebody. I asked about it. I was asking about that for, for this one. Um, and I think there's some applications off-road where having, it, having the ability to do your hand and your foot could be really smart. Yeah. Um, but there's so many buttons on the left hand side that reliably hitting the downshift so button. many you, you're gonna honk the horn a couple times i turn signals horn and <laughs> downshifting wiper fluid that's the same thumbster <laughs> but it's really easy to shift up a gear and, and and practicality what i like is i want the bike i never want to have to click a button to shift down a gear so i can pass a car or accelerate quicker because that's that's by that time it's it's taking too long so, but I am totally okay with like revving out of a stoplight or a turn or whatever it is, and the bike staying in gear for longer than I'd like, mm-hmm. and me just doing a little trigger finger action to drop it back down. Mm. So, 
like that's where like sport three kind of like works for me because like it's not doing exactly what I wanted to do, but my override is way more intuitive and makes sense. Like because it's like oh I'm revving it out. I'll just sh- I, normally I would just I would just shift now. Right. So I'm gonna shift manually. Um, I wonder. I, I really wonder if the, having the foot lever would alleviate a lot of these brain processes because there are a lot of buttons there, and you're constantly too cognizant of that. There's too many goddamn buttons, and the menu isn't that intuitive. And you've ridden this bike enough where I feel like you should be used to where all the major buttons are. Yeah, and like it's weird because like you're hitting the up. What what on the keypad looks like an up button mm-hmm. isn't an up thing. It's like switching the maps, oh. switching the throttle maps, right? And then the left, right doesn't actually, you know, it's just, there's things that just, and then there's like a touch screen that you can't really use unless the bike stopped. And like, oh. I like the fact that there's a touch screen, but I almost never use it because I can't when like I want only to think about using it when you're on the, when you're on the move. Yeah. And the Goldwing's like this too, where the Goldwing had a bunch of buttons that was on the left hand handlebar and replicated those exact same buttons on a center console, but you couldn't use a center console buttons while the bike was moving. So it's like I have two sets of buttons and one of them I can't really ever use. It's the same thing with the bike. Like I have two sets of buttons, one on the handlebar and one on the screen, and I really can't use the ones on the screen whenever I want to. Boy, some lawyer committee Something. came up with that rule. Yeah, that is a lawyer thing for sure. Safety first, I guess, you losers. You know, but like again, it comes back to like electronics. Like I can touch buttons while I'm driving a car. Why can't I touch buttons while I'm driving a motorcycle? Uh, you know. What the hell car was I in that wasn't, I think my own truck I mean, wasn't, wasn't letting me do like navigation stuff while I was on the move. I had to like pull over. Yeah, there's some weird shit. Um, Which is why I have Apple CarPlay because Apple don't give a shit. Most <laughs> I'm going zero fucks. <laughs> Press uh, the buttons. Dummy, see what happens at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so there's little things like that where I'm just like, no grinds my gears. You know, it's funny though, because, you know, on, on one hand, when I was thinking about my gripes about, you know, my electronics and my bike, I was like, stupid first world problems. I, I can't believe I'm complaining about it. But again, I will always say we're also talking about a high-end vehicle that you have expectations of. So even in this case, it's still 17 plus thousand dollars. I would have certain expectations that it works. Yeah. Because in our little world, there are cars and you know what? They work. Yeah. And I can't believe that the technology between our dash and a Toyota Tacoma's dash are that far apart. Not they they shouldn't be now because it isn't a hardware issue, or at least it shouldn't be a hardware issue. It's like it's a seven inch TFT dash with a touchscreen on it. I will say this software. uh, Just just for one last comment about my bike, I will say that the dash and the maps work. I would say easily twenty times better than that garbage that KTM put out. Oh the the KTM. The KTM navigation dash made me physically angry. It, I remember I was trying to go to the the coast and I just like for for giggles put it in the map. I know right. how to get there. <laughs> it had me get on and off. Ended up at, in Mount Hood. Shaheen, every off ramp, it had me get off and then get back on on the on ramp. I wish you actually did it. I did for a little while. I was like, I was like, really? Because I, I made it in my head. Like, I'm going to follow whatever this says. <laughs> maybe it'll And it was reset. like, I, I got off the freeway maybe a dozen times. I took a frontage road for like a hot minute. <laughs> but it was mostly just me hopping on and off the freeway constantly. I'm just going like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, man, I'm glad I wasn't with you not, that day. I would yell at you. Yeah. And it's not like I've got the like avoid highways, like, you know, setting on there. It's just like, nope, this this was the way we thought you should go. <laughs> I'm like, I want my $8 back, Chris Fillmore. <laughs> Still haven't got my eight bucks back. Nope. You're never getting that back. It's at least 
five tacos now. Where Chris, the hell are you getting that many tacos for eight dollars? I want to go there. I don't know. I bet Chris has got a guy. Taco Bell, maybe. Oh, I went to Taco Bell the other day out of pure weakness. That's uh, the only time I go to Taco yeah. Bell, Jensen. It's always out of weakness. I mean, it's usually my decision, but it's like a moment of weakness. Order three tacos, Shaheen. Uh huh. Get home. Uh-huh. Guess what was in the bag? Two burritos and a taco. Just two tacos. Oh, Just I'm two tacos. There was at least two tacos. It wasn't like short change me a taco. Damn, killing me. Damn, killing me. Um, so we're like an hour in, and we still haven't really gotten to anything. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the the adventure bike segment, I think. <laughs> I got one last thing. I got a I got a photo from Kramer Joe. Oh. The motor of mystery has been buttoned up. It is done. It is ready to go. Ooh. We're putting it in the bike. I don't know. Maybe this week. This is we action. You're over there. It's the, it's the Royal we. <laughs> you know, like maybe Ben's working on it. I don't know. <laughs> do we send them stickers? Did you send them stickers? You got to do that, dude. I get angry messages from them about not having Brap Talk stickers. And like these people are putting a motorcycle together for me. You got to You got to come on. Send me a you got to help me out here, dude. I have horrible ADD. You have to send oh me a text God. that says do the thing. And oh, I'll do my it. goodness. All right. I'm going to send you a thing tomorrow. Okay. Do it. <laughs> oh, hopefully they put all the screws in right. Um, I hope they draw a dick somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> they are now. God. <laughs> right on the piston just a oh, giant dick. so yeah it's looking it's looking pretty happy little stepsister oh man she's gonna have her work cut out oh for man her. she's a dude she's got she's been working out she's gotten strong she gave me a piggyback ride through the entire dealership okay i feel like that's probably not something you should put on the air when alex is listening she's but a very okay. strong person um yeah no she's she's all right that's cool. She was trying to show me how strong she was, and then she did. I'm like, "Damn it, you are strong." Because I, I feel like that's mostly technique. Literally twice her size. Yeah. Like if you told me right now I have to carry 480 pounds, I would cry. Yeah. Right. Pound for pound, she's stronger than me. Okay. It's like an ant. You know how strong it is. Yeah, she's yeah. like an ant. She's like that's, a great way. Ant. that's a great way of describing her. She's like an <laughs> ant. Um. No, it's interesting. Uh, gentleman in our racing class, he's got a uh, RS660. Oh yeah. yeah, took it to the dyno. I saw that. What was it like ninety-one horsepower, uh, forty-seven like, pound-feet of torque, bone stock, bone stock. That is a healthy little motor. Pump gas, dude. That's like I've been saying it. That's gonna be a hundred rear wheel horsepower when with a mild. I thought I saw somebody tune. had done uh, acro system and they got like ninety-eight out of it. I totally believe that. I believe I would totally believe power commander and exhaust and not even a crazy race fuel, but something with a little little oxygen in it. Like 93 T- octane instead of the shit we get here. I'm not even like T4. You know, it's like 100 octane with like 4 or 5% oxygen. That is respectable for a little 660 parallel twin. It's stout. Way to go, Aprilia. That's going to be stout. I'm impressed. They're going to fuck some shit up with that. They're indeed going to fuck some shit up. That's definitely more horsepower than I'm going to be playing with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. So we'll have to make up for it by being funny and good looking. Um, all right, let's get to the show. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are we going to talk okay, about this? Okay, just good looking. <laughs> all right. All right, just funny looking. You put those together. Mm. Honda Transalp patent was spotted at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, sir. Why am I excited about that? Well, you should be excited because, like, I mean... I mean, I'm being serious. I'm actually excited. I don't know why. There's a lot of... I wouldn't say that is proof of really anything. 
because you just, it would totally make sense that Honda's just like, yeah, we're going to get that patent just so no one fucks with our shit. But if you were going to come out with a Transalp model, right, and that was like, let's say, a middleweight adventure bike, one of the steps you would have to take is getting the patent for the name right. to, to protect your shit. And there's been a lot of rumors. There's been a lot of conjecture about an 850cc, maybe smaller something africa twin sister sibling adventure bike from honda because like having ridden that africa twin they need to have a lighter smaller like a sub version. 450 pounds yeah they need they need an answer to to the tenere 700 and a trans alp would make a ton of sense for that that'd be amazing you think it would be an 850 or you think they would use like their existing 700 like on the nc bikes <sighs> yeah i would think it'd be that well I think that's the litmus test. Right. So the the like easy bullshit Honda way of doing it would be to take that NC750X motor and just be like, adventure bike. Right. And I think that would totally suck. And I think people in the market would be totally angry. Yep. And I don't think it would be a great motor for the application. I think it's... I mean, that was really a motor that was designed to get really good fuel economy. And yeah, just kinda, it's, it's just not meant for excitement It's made for the street. Right. Um... If they were really rad, they would make a dedicated platform for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of their lineup, and there's really nothing currently in existence that would yeah. be. I mean, unless they took, I guess, an Africa twin motor and sleeved it or something, but that wouldn't make it any lighter. No, it wouldn't, right? And then then it gets interesting. It's like, okay, you can make a motor. Can you make it into a platform? Do you make a Rebel 850? Is that a bike that gets made? I mean that wouldn't make that would make a little bit of sense because there's a Rebel 300, 500, and 1100. Or something missing yeah, there. Yeah, kind of do something there. Um, or even a Rebel 700. But again, if they made like a hopped up version of that motor, don't use that same bullshit motor. I think the motor makes a ton of sense at like the 700 cc to 750 cc range. Like 850 is almost too big. It's yeah. too close to the Africa Twin. 1100. Um, My hope is that they go more after the Tenere 700 and not the say uh kawasaki uh what do you call it klr klr yeah because if they went after klr that 700 motor makes sense i think it's i think it would be a twin i think that makes sense and that kind of looks back to the heritage of the transalp right um but that to me that to me is like honda you have to build that bike that makes such a ton of sense that's Uh such a thing you price it right you could you could fuck up some shit Never mind. I was going to say, how cool would it be if they made a 450L rally, but called the Transalp? Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know why the 450L rally isn't a thing. You have I a 250 either. rally? I, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Throwing my hands up in the air. Ugh. Part of it is because that CRF 450L as a bike is really expensive. It's like 10.3, 10.4, something like that. So what? Have an $11,000 uh, 450L rally. That would, I bet you people would buy it. Husky, oh, I would buy it. Husky and yeah. KTM have bikes in that price range that are just basic fucking Enduro bikes. Yeah. That's I'd fair. be all over that. That bike would be amazing. That'd be totally fair. I get into it. Oh. There's there's some there's some like white spaces in Honda's lineup that you're just like, those need to be filled. You know it's funny? As a consumer, I look at that and be like, Am I missing something? Is there a reason you as a manufacturer aren't doing the thing that seems painfully plain and obvious to me? There's got to be an answer. Somewhere someone's counting some beans and going, nah. I think what it comes down to is a bike like that is really a European slash American market bike. 
And those aren't like the strongest markets. And I think the, that Honda Motor Europe and, and American Honda are kind of conservative about their regions specific models. Like, like we saw a new updated Grom just came out. Like it took a year before it came <laughs> to the US. They sell like 20,000 of those things a year here. Like that should be a no brainer. Yeah, like, just fucking oh, there's a new Grom. Yeah, definitely it. bring that over. Like, who are you? KTM? Like, <laughs> Your like flagship model isn't going to come to the U.S. Definitely not because there's a lot of them in the showrooms because they sell sell those things yeah. out constantly. Constantly, you have to go beg dealerships for one of these fucking bikes. I don't understand why there isn't like a sidecar version of the Grom. That's a freebie. That would be amazing, right? Not like maybe a person size sidecar, but like a utility cargo size sidecar. Yeah, like a little like just utility yeah. truck for around town. That would be that would automatically become my pit bike. Oh man. Like a tuk-tuk, but cooler. Yeah. Why don't we have those here? <laughs> uh, liability. <laughs> yeah, just general human things, safety. Yeah, those things just death traps. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about that about this prospect. I want I want this bike to happen. I think me too. I think Honda needs a middleweight adventure bike. And you look at the uh, NC750X. I mean, it's got 17 inch wheels. It's it's. I like the bike exists. It kind of is in this weird place where it competes with like the um like the new like the 900 cc bmws and some of these other kind of like sport what i would call adventure sport you know street focused adventure bikes right i mean but those nc bikes are even honda said so they're just mostly for commuting they're just there to be as efficient as possible and get you from point a to point b they're not my favorite no, they're, they're not. They're meant very to, utilitarian. This is, I mean, it's a it's a Honda Civic, man. It's just meant to get That's you from exactly point A to point B. That's exactly what it is, Shane. Yeah. The the NC seven fifty X. Uh, I, I get their lineup confused. There's like a more street version of the NC seven fifty. Better not be called the R. That what is, is it? not a bike you want the letter the letter R behind. Uh, I'm totally fucking this shit. This shit. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Um. The NC750X is totally like the Honda Odyssey. Honda Fit. No, I go Honda because it's kind of off-roady. Like you look at the Odyssey. What's the little box one that you could you could spray with a hose? Oh, the the Element. Element. It's the Honda Element of the motorcycle lineup. Like, yeah, it's kind of an SUV, but it's totally you would never go off-road with it. But you can wash it with your hose and take it surfing and like go to the beach. It's very utilitarian. Right. It gets great gas mileage. It's easy to park. It's cheap. It's for college kids. It looks like a, a toaster. It it's looks fine. Yeah, it looks like you spent five minutes designing it. Good to go. That's exactly what this is. That's exactly what an NC750 is. car was shockingly successful. It was, a, it was a decent car for what it was. It was definitely no Pontiac Aztec, but whatever. <laughs> if you say so, sir. <laughs> if you say so. Um... I thought they used that motor and more things. Maybe they stopped. Well, they used to have a whole... I thought they had like two or three different NC-type bikes. They did. That's why I'm like... I'm I, very I just confused. don't think they were very uh, painful, very popular here in the U.S. We, no. we, we look at motorcycles as a... Like a fashion statement, as this like, you know, personal statement that shows who I am and what I'm all about. And in the U.S., boring and motorcycle don't go together yeah people were like i already got a toaster i don't need another appliance right. in my house like, i already got my honda fit or in your case <laughs> honda element honda element <laughs> and those are made to do a, you know just point a to point b and get as much things as possible inside them as efficiently as possible phrasing are we not we're not doing phrasing 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Montana. Mont- bless, bless the big sky Montana state. with its 1,036,000 people <laughs> just legalized uh, lane filtering. Oregon. Uh, I feel like Oregon's real close to this. Oregon on Tuesday. So we're recording Thursday. Um, so like basically a week ago, if you're listening to this podcast comes out because this will come out Monday. Right. Um, Oregon just had the, uh, what do you call it? The hearing. Uh, the the, the, the live testimony. So it's looking good. It's got to get out of, I think if it gets out of committee, it'll pass the main vote. Right. And that's where we got hung up last time we tried to do this. It, it just couldn't get out of committee. The committee chairperson was not into it uh, and wouldn't have a vote on it. So it's a very popular bipartisan thing. Um, the law is written very conservatively. There's only really like a few situations in reality that you would ever be able to lane uh, filter in, in Oregon, as we're calling it. And it's not like at red lights. It's not. It's which on is, the, which doesn't, <sighs> I, I get it. Like you got to get in somewhere. And, and the reason, truthfully, Shaheen, that it's not at stoplights, one of the organizations that's so against this is the Portland Department of Transportation. And so, like, one of the ways that, like, we're just trying to, like, sidestep that, we is, like, like I'm involved with this at all. <laughs> um, the way that we Arconians are trying to sidestep that is just, like, hey, Portland, like, this law literally doesn't apply to anything you do. Yeah. This is literally going to be, like, Roads over, like, 50 or 55 miles an hour or something. Right? Like, near a couple of the metropolitan areas during rush hour. Because it's, it's roads that are uh, 50 miles an hour or faster. Traffic has to be basically stopped, and you can only go like I think it's like ten miles an hour or whatever it is. Sure, sure. I, I, I'm with you. Like the thing I really, really want, and this is what Montana's law basically is: is traffic's going twenty uh, miles an hour, or no, what is it? Traffic is going ten miles an hour or less. Mm-hmm. You can go up to twenty miles an hour. You know, as long as you're being safe and prudent, right? Up to and, you know, and in, in filter through the lanes. Because, like, all I really want at the end of the day, Shaheen, is to be able to filter to the front of a red light or stop sign queue. Right. I mean, I do like the, like, the traffic on the freeway thing. I get that. I'm, that's, that's like, my second requirement. But my first one is, like, just let me just let me get to the front of the queue at a stop sign so I don't have to sit. There's so many, like, red lights here that are so short oh, like 30 seconds long if there's like more than four cars like you're gonna you're gonna spend two or three cycles and for some reason a lot of people take roughly 10 seconds to get their foot from the <sighs> brake pedal to the gas pedal oh my god and that's the thing i don't understand like when you know red light's super short and you still don't have any gumption to like go quickly don't get me started about portland drivers situational awareness you don't has it yeah so i love i love that montana's passes they're the third state now to do it california was obviously first then right. it was utah now it was montana we got a little bit of west coast thing going on maybe I, oregon's Mon- next I, you know honestly when i saw the news i'm like montana i get it though Where'd because you from? they're kind of got like like you move to montana it's because you want to get the fuck away from everyone else they got like a little bit of a libertarian streak and this kind of like this law kind of is a little libertarian so it's like hey man I am, I don't am, tread on my highway rules. Yeah, let me do my thing. I'm not. It doesn't affect you. And I think that's probably the biggest edu- educational item for anyone that's trying to pass a land splitting yeah. law. Right, is like this message of like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of cutting the line, but my cutting doesn't slow you down, and in actuality, it's helping you. Like I'm helping this be more efficient. Right, I'm clearing the way for you. 
Because that's the, I feel like that's part of the issue here in, in Oregon. Part of it in Portland is like, oh, you're cutting the line. Like, you're just, it's all these bikers cutting the line, and that's not fair. And I want to honk my horn at you. Okay, Karen, <laughs> settle down. You don't complain when I'm out there in the rain. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, big ups to Montana. Uh, the law takes effect, I believe, October 1st. Wow. So. Uh, I like that they they set it up so the law takes effect right when the weather's going to get pretty shitty. Come on out, guys. Ride your motorcycle like, here in uh, in uh, November. Basi- yeah, basically not going to do this for another year. Okay, fine. Whatever. I mean, it's Montana. There are literally a million people that live in the entire state. The whole state. What did we say? It was the 48th. Uh, it's, it's the 48th ranked in density. Or we can flip that around. It's the third least dense uh-huh. uh, state in America. Yeah. Like... Right in front of Alaska, basically. And Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Way to go. Good company there. Uh, oh, we're, we're kind of ripping through these quicker than I thought I was expecting. <laughs> oh, look at that. Getting right to the point, man. Brap talk. Yeah, we're very got professional fucking, around here. We can get it done. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to talk to you about is we got some more details about the Aprilia 20660. Yeah, it's got no emu. It's got no emu. Um, this is an interesting... I mean, there's a little bit of like... People like me fucking up their jobs. Wait. And there's a little bit of like, I feel like Aprilia kind of bamboozling us at the same time. I know, but doesn't it have APRC? Yes. I'm sorry. So this is where, this is where like, okay. So Mia culpa, Jensen, Jensen fucking up a little bit along with everyone else, I should say. Okay, go on. But I I fucked up, so I'll, I'll own it. If you go back and you read the Aprilia literature, at no point do they say, I am you... Blah, 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 you know, six axis, like, but it does say the best management of APRC electronics control suite. Yeah, they do. They do say like, Hey, we're going to have the highest level of electronics available and it has the APRC. It's, and it's based off the RS 660. Uh, I'm not going to throw anyone on the bus, but I'm pretty sure in the communications, it was like, yeah, it's going to be just like the Aprilia, the, the RS cause they're all the same model. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like, hey, I mean, I made an assumption that this has got this feature. But it, there's also like, if you say it has like the highest level of electronics, that kind of gives I, a connotation that's going to have an IMU because all the high level electronics have IMUs now. Doesn't the RS660 have IMU? And the, the RS660 has an IMU. And so like they're the same platform. So there's kind of the expectation, expectation that it would be there. But the one that really gets me is they they call the electronic package the APRC, which stands for the Aprilia Performance Rider Control. Right. Since its inception, APRC has had an IMU. APRC was the first electronics package to have an IMU. People don't get, know this, but Aprilia yeah. was the first brand to put an IMU on a motorcycle. So for the past decade, APRC has meant IMU-powered electronics. Yeah, and I mean, they tell you it's going to have, you know, multi-level traction, anti-wheelie, cruise yeah. control, engine brake. These are all IMU type things. Not the engine brake, but like wheelie control. I mean, you can do it without an IMU, but most brands, when they got a wheelie control, was because they they had an IMU. Um, So it's a little like, I get like, okay, the bike's like a thousand bucks cheaper than the RS660, and you had to find a way to do that and this is this was the way that you're going to do it i just it kind of feels like you kind of pulled a quick one on us and it's an optional thing like you can get one put on the bike oh and you can get a quick shifter put on the bike and you like need those, the imu for the quick shifter uh, I can't imagine. no but i mean if you're gonna get one you're probably gonna get the other come on um 
and those are probably I, I don't know how much the package is going to cost, but let's say eight hundred thousand. They're going to cost a thousand bucks probably because that's the price difference, and that's them the now the critical technical difference between the Tuono six sixty and the R six sixty. So it's an interesting thing to have that come out. At least it has more power. It had so that's something that's that's interesting too. So in America, this is another thing that was communicated to us at ICMA basically since for the last like two years that the Tuono would have a 95 horsepower. Well, that's only the case in Europe. Oh. So in America, so it's it's being detuned in Europe for presumably some sort of Euro 5 reason. And everywhere else, the US for certain will have a 100 horsepower model. So no, no engine difference from the R660 whatsoever. So there's like a couple of these things that like have been communicated to us, I would say, imperfectly. That have created a little bit of confusion. And now, like, Aprilia is finally like, okay, we're really going to launch this bike. Because they've launched this bike. I'm doing the air quotes that no one can see. Like, three <laughs> times now. And so now they're like, oh, well, now we're really going to tell you about it. And it's like all these other details that... Maybe there'll be a fourth launch. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that's the thing. We're going to do the press launch. We'll probably learn even more information that is about it. fourth launch. Right? So... Um, glad to set the record straight. A little weird that like it was miscommunicated um to us and and thus to consumers. Um, I'm I I feel kind of bad about that, but then I also kind of don't really think it's my fault either. So I, I don't would, know. Uh, I'd still buy this bike. I'd still it's still rad. I mean, here's here's the difference for for Shaheen. This versus a KTM 890 Duke. Uh huh. Like that to me was like, ooh, that's a that's a good matchup because the Duke's a little bit more expensive. Uh-huh. Really, it's got a little bit less power, but they both have rad, rad electronics and they're doing cool shit and they're fun bikes to ride. Blah 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 blah. Now, no IMU. Is it has it sort of leveled it? Now I'm just like KTM. Really? Yeah, just get KTM. Really? Yeah. But you can get the IMU on this. Yeah, I got to buy it as an option, and I think that's a dick move. I mean, but does, doesn't it? Put and then it's like a thousand bucks more, and then it's is it still the same? Does it make it the same price as the KTM then, or is it more? They're going to make more. me look up the KTM eight ninety Duke yeah, price. Bro, I want some, I want Off some the top fact. of my head, though, I want to say that was like they priced that bike really well. Yeah, KTM eight ninety Duke price ten ninety nine, just eleven thousand dollars in the USA basically. And then this thing with the IME is going to be more, uh, so it's more money, less power, less torque. Um. We can probably have an argument about electronics, like how easy they are to use and stuff. We don't know yet. Um, I think I think the Tuono on suspension and brakes might be a little bit better, but maybe not enough to make a difference. I'm probably still going 890 Duke on this because like the 115 horsepower or whatever that motor is, is just way radder. You know, that's like, 15% more power. I mean, it has. Is it 115? I don't know. It's got so many different options options on their yeah. individual versus dynamic versus commute settings. I'm, I'm blown away that it doesn't have an IMU. Yeah. I mean, I get what they're doing. And I like, and maybe if I was a Perilia, I'd do the same thing because it's like you're just going off that price point. And how right. do you get and how do you get to that price point without without doing what you're doing? Yeah. I think it's just the way it was communicated. And the fact that like the entire industry has been talking about it in this one way and no one's come along and been like, 
oh yeah, that's not how we're doing that. <laughs> they just Wait, so it. how did it come to you? Um, they so literally like I don't know, like six months ago, we've got a press package with photos and details, and, and that's what we published. And then we got another one, you know, a week ago that had even more information, even more photos, and buried down in there, you're like, hey, there's no, there's no IMU in here. <laughs> And then like, oh, it's like a, it's like an option. Why is that on like page three? Because like a twelve-page press release. Did it feel gnarly. like they were trying to pull a fast one on you? Ah, uh, I don't think it's nefarious. I think it's massive disorganization. Mm. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a like Italy versus America. Yeah, I don't think any of these companies are in the business of fucking people over. I mean, when KTM says you have fully adjustable suspension and and it's just like preload, I feel like that's a little fuckery. Yeah, the preload's fully adjustable. You can go, you can adjust that preload <laughs> all the way you want. <laughs> um, or actually, I guess it's the reverse. Boy, it was, this is way more photos than the RSV4 or the new Tuono 1100. <laughs> you mean the bikes you've only seen the left-hand side of? Which is a very <laughs> handsome left side. I'm curious what the right side looks uh, like. I think they actually sent me photos of the right-hand side. What? And, and I refuse to uh, publish them because I'm not rewarding a company for sending out only one side of a bike. <laughs> oh. oh, good. I just got a bill from Joe for the Kramer motor. Cool. Now they're going to draw dicks on it for sure. <laughs> Man, I hope it is just an anatomically correct one. It's like really small penis, really big balls. Just huge balls. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wrinkly. It looks like two walnuts and an acorn. <laughs> a little wrinkly. Sorry about it. It was cold that day. Can we talk about the 2021? No. no, we're done. We can't talk about it. No, we're done. RSGP MotoGP race bike. Okay, we can talk about that. It's so handsome. It looks good. I like it a lot. It looks super weird. Um, it looks very like. I mean, it's probably gonna suck. <sighs> <laughs> that's the only. That's the only like downside. Um, they're really having a hard time with their program. Are they really? Yeah. I mean, I'm optimistic. They're the only brand I think right now that doesn't have development concessions. So oh, so they have like a lot more. Uh, they get more testing. They yeah. get more more shit to do. So like, hopefully, like they they rise up the ladder, which I'm hopeful for. I and hope I, so. And that makes just good good racing. Um, the bike is oddly oddly attractive I, yeah, and oddly I am, strange. Like oh. oddly attractive is like the perfect word because it, it is, is odd and attractive at the same time. It's super odd. I'm gonna say something though. Huh. Sorry to interrupt you. Good. I'm gonna say something that's gonna fuck this bike up for okay. you. Okay. Do you remember the ghost guy from Scream? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> once you see it you can't nope, unsee it no nope, it's there now thanks thanks for that you're the best still think it's handsome do you know what looks super cool though what look at that acropovic's exhaust the the underslung the under i know i was just looking at that how crazy is that Ugh. there's some cool shit on this bike i was telling kramer joe the uh front fender brake disc cover aero package that's got to go on the Kramer. That I, want, I want that on the Kramer. That's I, good for at least a couple miles an hour. See, PIR. this design right here, this is sort of what I had on on my mind when you and I were talking about what like the Super Legere should have looked like. Yeah. Just go fucking crazy, Just man. Just go fucking crazy. Listen. Listen. Here's here's what you do. Ducati Design Center. Uh -huh. You take Uncle Claudio out. You get him high on peyote. <laughs> Hardcore. You have him do a vision quest in like the Arizona right. desert. Draw some shit out. Sit down, listen to what he has to say. He's a lot of drums and then build action. Yeah, like a fucking drum circle. 
Oh, man. I'm going to get an email about that. Oh, man. 100% I'm going to get an nasty email about that. But. Jansen, you're crazy with the peyote. Yeah. You should try you're it. crazy Uncle, guy. Listen. I only Uncle do Claudio. the LSD. <laughs> <laughs> do some mushrooms with us you know come to oregon mm. carbon uh, fiber swing arm look at that thing it looks great it is it, it looks is great a, it, it, is it a, looks horrible and it looks great i you know what it is it's the three-quarter shot that really excites me about it like you can yeah. see the whole package it looks very very good whereas the side shot yeah there's looks, a weird there's looks, a weird gap yeah. between the front fender and the wheel it's got that thigh gap going on which some people like but you know I like I like it thick. And now they got the salad box in the tail too. Like even more so. Yeah. But it's you know, like I kinda like I kinda like this generation of Moto GP bike because they're just so fucking crazy. They're super crazy. Like it's got swing arm wings. Yeah, no, that's super this controversial of- chin scoop thing. The spoon. <laughs> that's what they used to call the it. The spoon. spoon. Yeah, the spoon. Spoon. I think it's a good-looking bike. I like it a lot. It's wild and crazy-looking. I hope that they have good luck de- in development. It looks like it parties. It looks like it parties hard. Yeah. We're going to call it Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> uh, we're going right. streaking. Uh, we had some business. We were going to talk about swag. Oh, yeah. So we got some swag. We're working on a shop. So we, we need some, you know, give us some feedback. You, the listener. You know, we got the stickers. That's cool. But we're talking like t-shirt. Definitely doing t-shirts. You were saying, Jensen, that you would even be into a hoodie. I'd rock a hoodie. You're trying to sell me on the hat, though. I'm not sold on the hat. Well, idea. I'm not either. I was talking to you about it. I, I want to know if people want to buy a hat. Would you be into a hat? And would it be a beanie or a, like a baseball cap? Oh, Chris, you're going to do beanies, too? I mean, it gets cold sometimes, Jensen. I got a bald head. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because what's the deal? We got to be able to like pre-order like a dozen or something, two dozen. Yeah, because the shirts, they you know, you can just as people order them, they will print them for us. Here's my but, worry: we order like two dozen beanies, and we sell one, and then I have twenty three brap talk beanies that I got just a lot of heads like, to warm. Just don't know what I'm gonna do with. <laughs> I think I think if the I th- let's see what our listeners say. Yes, if they're into the idea of a hat or a beanie, and we get enough people say, "Yeah, we're into this thing," then fucking I'll, or I'll order them. Sure, I'll put them on my credit card. Uh, we're gonna put his money where his mouth is. I like it. I, you know, listen. I said I like the multi strata before, and guess what's in my fucking garage I, now? Fucking made it happen, right? Make it happen, Captain. Um, so, um, bu- 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 class rings. No, we're not doing class rings. Um, you want to do a motor? But wait, Braptop cl- class ring? No, put my foot down. Get blaptop, blap, blaptop, blaptop, blap talk class ring. Wow, I'm having a hard time with that. <laughs> You my ESL kicks in hard sometimes. <laughs> it's a, it's, listen, it's after 10 p.m. Yep. and my ESL kicks in at yep. 10.01. Fair. Uh, I'm usually used to being on PlayStation 4, Call of Duty, just yelling at people. Just yelling at teenagers. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll get you out of here. So we had um, one A&R Pro sign up, but we also heard from Sean in Austin, and he's doing okay. He's good? He's good. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Catch up. You got a lot of articles to read. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Bro. Uh, so we got to give a shout out to Brian. He's our ANR Pro sign up for the week. Where's Brian from? He's from Las Vegas. Viva! Uh, check this out. He, he sent us his lineup in his garage. And I have to say, pretty choice garage he's got here, sir. Okay, I'm curious. Tell me. 2018 Ducati Multistrada 1260S. Okay, good bike. 
2016 KTM 1190 Adventure R. Ooh. It's like the his and hers of adventure oh, bikes. Dude. 2015 MV Augusta F3800 track bike. Track Ex- bike. Excellent choice. This guy fucks. This guy fucks for sure. Excellent choice. I love that bike. Oh. I would love to get a track bike version. Like, I I have like a little like if I found one on Copart or something that had been crashed slightly and re oh, you know salvage that titled. That would be a fun track bike. I would track bike the shit out of that. Oh my gosh. That would yeah. be oof. Yeah. The it, song that bike sings is And you kinda have to be happy. a glutton for punishment. Like it's it's that's gonna be a an expensive relationship, but it's oh, gonna be yeah. a good relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's how you know he fucks. What else does he got? Uh last bike in the garage. So he said 2025, what? which I think is means 2015. Oh, yeah. Um, KTM 500 EXC. This great, guy, great dirt bike. Definitely Fox. He definitely Fox. Yeah. Good and choices an, in bikes. And he's an NR Pro member. So now mm-hmm. he's definitely. And he's going to let us have a hamburger later. That's good. So, yeah. You know. yeah. 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 That's a, that's a solid lineup in that garage. Nice. Like that garage. Done. That's, that's, probably pretty close to that gives me done. that gives me a pretty good amount of garage envy that's pretty good yeah he pretty much some of the best choices of motorcycles i think yeah nice and colorful yeah uh all european all european that's interesting that's that's the gents that's the jensen bueller garage that's the jensen bueller garage sorry sorry I mean, although I mean, even I, though there's a the yamaha I, down there well and also a honda yeah it's the the garage is very diverse you got you, you, you think about that i got like just about a little bit of everything there i got a i got a yamaha uh-huh I got a, a Husqvarna. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that was a German-owned, Italian-built, Swedish brand Husqvarna. I've got the Ducati. I've got a BMW. And I've got a Honda. I mean, that's... like You, you put like just- a Royal Enfield in there, and I've got like United <laughs> Nations of motorcycles. Oh, man. give Somebody give this guy a Himalayan, please. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so Brian, thank you very much. Sean, we're glad you're doing all right. Heck yeah. Um, this episode's not quite coming out weekly because we kind of we're we're trying to get back on track, but we are, we have a schedule of meeting every week on yeah. a certain day. Yeah, we got we got this sorted out. This is good. Yeah. And uh we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, we will. Nice. With that I say, follow us. Aha, you didn't think I was going to do that. I didn't know what you were going to do. I was like, <laughs> like ah! you know, follow us on the Instagrams at uh, Brap Talk, at Brap Talk, uh, on the Twitters at We Brap Talk, on the Facebooks at Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast, and get us a Gmail account uh, at, uh, at We Brap Talk at gmail.com. Send us your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams, your aspirations, and whether you'd wear a hat that says Brap Talk on it or oh not. I, I will add to that. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We're fine with the hats. Um, <laughs> we haven't asked in a while, but if you if you listen to us on a platform that allows you to rate the show or comment about it, yes, please do that because it's kind of been a while since we've done that. I would like to. That's true. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pick it up, up a little the, bit that that allows us to have more listeners, so that we can have more people su- hear Jensen's sweet sweet voice. Juice juice the stats a little juice bit. Juice the stats a little bit. Um, also. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. I, I kind of want to do a Q&A again so I'm oh, probably, yeah. let's post up some uh, some Q&A stuff yeah. in fact I'm telling you right now as a listener send us uh, messages on we at email yeah email me us at we we brap talk at gmail.com yeah send us your question uh, it could be a couple of questions if you got it and we'll pick them we brap talk at gmail.com please uh, that way we can read through them 
and do a couple of Q&A stuff. I really always enjoy doing those. And Jensen and I yeah. were talking about how much fun that would be. Yeah, we should do that for so sure. So send us some of that stuff and we will do a Q&A episode coming up soon and uh, go from that. Until then, I say safety third and make good choices. Good talk. I'll see you out there. Bye. Bye-bye. Boopies. Good call on the Q&A show. Good call. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what we get. I, I'm surprised we don't get more cooking questions. Right? Yeah. Especially like you. Like you got some you got some recipes, sir. Recipes. Recipes for sure. <laughs>